Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Good morning. Welcome to Into the Lab in our new Thursday morning slot. Excited to continue season two with our sports scientists. This is episode 32, and I'm your host, Ernest Silva. Find me at the Sport Gene and powered by the mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where we are back with some good debates on NBA, NFL, and XFL news on the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. This show is coming to you from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's cue the announcer and get your morning started off right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Pittsburgh, football, hockey, gambling writer for the Blue Collar Sports Network, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, the most interesting name in the world. Paul, what's going on, guys? I'm live here. I've sealed myself in the hermetic bubble and uh, I'm ready to do this show live. Let's go. Glad to have one in quarantine. Let's go to Winnipeg featured on the podcast, the Institute of Drafting, the 2019 into the lab NFL Pick'em champion Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy Miles Bloomquist. Winnipeg, one of five places left in the world that doesn't have coronavirus. Uh, so no, I was not sick with it, but I am back this week. Glad to have you back, Miles. And last, from Guilford, coming from the Sports Analytics Conference, making his debut on Into the Lab, Chris Remick. What's going on, everybody? Coming live from the University of New Hampshire. Hopefully I don't get kicked from my dorm on the way. <laughs> well, apparently we're all in danger tonight, So or today. So great having y'all, and... We're going to start our three-round segment right now. We're not going to take any time. Let's jump into the action with some round one. Round one, league news and updates. All right, coming from our top stories from the week, round one, coming at you. We're going to start off with the XFL with a two-minute roundup. Miles Bloomquist, bring it in. Yeah, so I'd say this week we had, like, Three upsets, and I mean, when all these games are starting to shut down, I think the XFL is going to start getting a lot more attention um, just because there will be nothing to do when you're sitting at home and you can't even go out to see the NBA anymore. Uh, But anyways, we had a big high-scoring game with the Los Angeles Wildcats taking down the Vipers 41-34. I mean, recently we've seen the Vipers sort of been lackluster despite that upset they had the week prior, Uh, but this was a good game to watch, and LA came out on top, which they really needed if they want to somehow claw back into the West and get into the playoffs. Uh, But moving on, there's the New York Guardians, who won 30-12 over Dallas. Dallas didn't have Landry Jones. Whether or not that might have been a blessing or a curse, we'll never know. Uh, But New York, once again, big upset. Finally getting some offense in. We know their defense is pretty good, but their offense has been lackluster. So seeing them putting up 30 points is a very good sign if you're a Guardians fan. 
another upset. One of our one of my favorite players, especially, and I think everyone else loves him. Jordan Tiamau and the St. Louis Battlehawks really did not have a good week, only putting up six points and losing to the slumping DC defenders 15 to 6. Um, they did not play Cardale Jones this week. Instead, Tyree Jackson came in. Uh, well, I mean, Cardale did play, but he threw a pick pretty much right away. So uh, Tyree Jackson came in, had a passer rating of 92. He might be taking over that starting job from here on out after we saw Cardale and Philip Walker really sort of be the top two guys in this league. And now Cardale's out. Now Tyree can sort of pick this up. And lastly, Houston did win again, uh, being Seattle 32-23. Philip Walker rebounded from his off week. He threw three touchdowns and two picks. BJ Daniels remained the starter, but he did not throw a lot. Instead, he ran a lot. Ten uh, rushing attempts for 30 yards and two touchdowns. Definitely looking like Seattle can score, and I think BJ Daniels is the right guy, but he needs to step up that passing game. Other than that, the XFL is following suit with a lot of the coronavirus stuff. Fans are not going to be attending games, which for something like the XFL is more critical than, say, the NBA because, like we saw last year with the AAF, this could fold a league if not enough money is put into it. And uh, I've said this many times, you know, when it's backed by Vince McMahon, I don't think money will be an issue as long as the ratings are there. So which have, they have been. So I think the XFL could be fine, but this definitely will be an impact when the XFL starts losing money because they're not having fans in the seats. Thank you, Miles. Any update to the MVP race? Is it still P.J. Walker to lose? I think that P.J. Walker, by far and away, is the best player in this league. But Tiamalu definitely close behind him. But after that off week, I still have to keep it to Philip Walker because he's been excellent. But I think towards the end of the week, it will, or sorry, towards the end of the season, it will be a close race. It looks like we might have a surprise guest joining into the lab. Who do we have? Who do we have? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if that's the uh, <laughs> Into the Lab podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, um, we're looking for Ernest. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. How's it going? Is that How's Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, we kind of heard that, uh, you guys were talking about us and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's not cool. <laughs> um, what do you guys want? <laughs> well, what do you have to say to us? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> we kind of have, like, a sports update and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is the coronavirus update, Beavis and Butthead? Um, yeah, um, coronavirus sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That's it. <laughs> well, uh, is the coronavirus going to make is making an impact up in Indonesia right now? Uh... <laughs> All right, I don't know what to do with you. Let's move on. Uh, to... No, but uh, we kind of have like a sports update and stuff. What's your sports update then? Um, yeah, um, yeah, cool. Um, well, uh, Tom Brady, yeah, um, he's going to the Raiders. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> If thought, only Steve was here. If only Steve was here. I thought you reported that he was going to Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. 
Thief. <laughs> What head out? <laughs> well, that was our Beavis and Butthead segment with news about the coronavirus and Tom Brady. Couldn't have asked for a better segment. Thank you guys for joining us. Let me bring in Paul. Why don't you kick us off with some NFL updates? Yeah, we actually had a pretty active week in the NFL. Um, we'll, we'll start with uh, Rashad Jones getting released by the Dolphins. Um, he'll definitely be a hot name on the market, I think. Uh, our news for our Texas boys, uh, Jonathan Joseph and the Texans mutually agreed uh, to part ways. Um, um, it'll be interesting to see if somebody, if somebody signs up, signs them up. Um, Marshall Yonda retired. Uh, that's big for the Ravens. Uh, you can't just replace a guy like that. So I'm, I'm going to be interested in seeing that. Um, of course, uh, the NFLPA made news this week. They elected J.C. Treader as their new uh, president, and they extended their uh, voting till uh, Saturday on the new CBA. So that should be interesting. But, of course, the big news is, is Tom actually going to Tampa? The report came out today that – the Bucks are going to go all in to try to get him. I just, I, I don't see that happening, but uh, that's the big news around the NFL right now. Now, is there anything out of uh, Tom Brady's camp that I've issued that he's not going back to New England? I know I've been a big proponent on saying Tom is staying until he tells me otherwise, and I, I'm going to stick with that. Any news coming out of his camp at all that he's not staying in New England? I haven't heard anything either way, uh, Ernest. I, I, I'm right with you. Until I see it or hear it from him, I'm just not believing anything that's going on right now. Um, I, I don't think Tampa Bay would be a good fit for him. Uh, yes, they do have weapons on the outside, but their offensive line is garbage. The defense is eh. So um, I, I think if he goes anywhere, he wants to be a contender. Okay. Now, I did hear news out of Houston that uh, Jonathan Joseph is testing free agency, so he's going to be out. Byron Jones out of Dallas testing free agency as well. I don't think he's going to be signing as, at all. Any news on the Dak Prescott front? I know he declined that $105 million Dak offer. Dak to the Giants. I see. I see he wants to, he, he's sticking firm at four years and $160 million. So um, we'll have to see how that goes. And it looks like we have Dre Rogers joining us. Dre, how's it going? Dre, how's it going? Yo, what up? Glad to see you here, Glad bud. Glad to see you here, bud. Glad to be here again. <laughs> 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 well, Dre, excited well, Dre, we're excited to have here. you back on here. And uh, uh, any, uh, any updates for us? I'll only be able to stay for like five minutes, but uh, I, 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 I'm still here. <laughs> Well worth it. Well, we appreciate you joining some us. Some of us, coach. some of us, some of us are very committed, and we actually do try to get on the show. Not like other people from Boston, but. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> well, Dre. Well, Dre. Why don't you give me a mute, and I'll jump right on and start talking about Dre. All right. So the NBA coming back at you with some top headlines. Uh, Giannis took a bit of a fall, nasty fall, and sat out a few games um, watching his Bucks. Kind of dropped some games that hurt them in the standings. The King, LeBron James, claiming he is the MVP this year and some very 
critical and stupid analysis from uh, ESPN claiming he's the MVP because of some of the politics in the NBA um, really has made the headlines. Uh, Head-to-head, though, LeBron has that advantage over Giannis um, as of late. However, for the season, they are tied one apiece. Um, the struggling Houston Rockets lost four in a row, and I won't Good. go into every team's update. Yeah. And so when it comes to the NBA, lots of seating issues. As you'll see um, tonight, Utah Jazz fans and Thunder fans thought they were getting a playoff preview, but coronavirus hits the NBA as both teams decided not to play tonight's game. Officially, the referees trying to make a decision on whether this game gets played tonight. We'll have an update on that, but Rudy Gobert being sick did not bode well with either team, and apparently he made fun of the media by touching on the microphone, so everybody is upset with him. So more to come with that game uh, with a lot of playoff implications. The Golden State Warriors will not play with fans going forward. At least that's what the city of San Francisco has said as they will not allow any big events to have any fans. And the city of Houston followed right behind it. No city events for the city of Houston will have any fans. Yet more to come but if it's going to impact the teams, because the Astros, the Roughnecks, and the Rockets, as well as some of the tournament in March Madness, uh, will all have games in the month of March. So we'll have to see um, what comes of that. Now, with the NBA, uh, lots of action happening in the next few days that we're going to go over in our Pick'em segment. Um, but other than Corona, the King, and some downright nasty play from the Houston Rockets, there's not much more happening in the NBA. But I'd like to bring on Chris Remick next and, and make his debut. Uh, Chris, you and I both talked about uh, being at the analytics conference, and we met there. Really excited to have you on the show for the first time. Um, why don't you come on, talk to us about the analytics conference and what your takeaways were. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, um, super psyched to be here um, on the podcast. Um, like you said, we met this week, uh, this past weekend, and um, just being able to connect with all these experts in the sports industry was just an amazing experience, especially for a young guy like me. You know, I'm kind of a young blood, a sophomore in college, trying to make a name for himself. Um, but let's start off with the basketball analytics uh, panel that we both attended. Um, <laughs> it was actually an interesting conversation that uh, Zach Lowe was having with uh, Tom Thibodeau because Lowe wanted to uh, promote post play by uh, slimming down the lanes, but Tibbs thought it was actually a better idea to actually widen the lanes to um, encourage driving. Um, they were also talking about things like an and one three pointer um, resulting in only two free throws to kind of uh, discourage the flopping in that area or just. Um, uh, terms of pace, making one free throw worth three points uh, for a three-point shot just to speed up the game because um, the league has really been uh, looking to slim down on that. Um, they also talked about, and what I thought was uh, super interesting from this panel, uh, player biometric wearables. Um, they were talking about how players refuse to wear them despite the uh, health benefits and just uh, despite the health benefits. Um, we see injuries like KD, uh, last year's finals, how he, uh, wasn't really sure what was happening with, with the calf. Um, but I want to move on to, uh, another panel I thought was extremely interesting. It was actually the, um, panel that was talking about inclusivity and diversity in the sports working place. Um, it had a great panel, um, primarily women, uh, sharing their experiences. And they were talking about how most men will apply for 
a job if they're 60% qualified and a lot of women will be discouraged from uh, applying for a job if they're not 100% qualified. So I thought that was an interesting statistic, especially in the world of sports, because um, certain certain diehard fans, you they know their stuff uh, regardless. Um, moving on, there was um, talking about the learning curve, um, adapting in sports and the NBA uh, moving to the three-point line. Uh, Larry Bird had a lifetime uh, three, uh, two, 1. 1.9 three-pointers attempted mm-hmm. and shot, a, I believe it was like 37.6% from three. And uh, James Harden, same percentage, but attempting 10 plus. And it just uh, speaks volumes on how this league has shifted. And Larry Bird, seen as one of the greatest Celtic shooters of all time, um, only attempting 1.2. Uh, just speaks to how the game has changed. And um, they kind of ran with that at the threes and f- freeze um, panel where they talked about how diverse, unique players with different play styles kind of control the trends. We saw that with Steph Curry and a slew of guards, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, all coming into the league around the same time and uh, sending and being prominent three-point shooters. Um, that panel we also saw uh, coach Yeager talk about adapting to talents on the team when he was the coach of the Grizzlies, the grit and grind uh, Grizz. They were 30th in pace, dead last in the league. Um, when he got his chance with Sacramento, uh, Kings were top 10 in pace, and that was really just him utilizing Deer and Fox um, and kind of going off of his strength, which is obviously his speed and athleticism, along with um, an athletic group with Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald and those boys. Um and you weren't at this panel, but uh, I caught the Ennis Cantor one-on-one interview. <laughs> <laughs> I actually snagged a picture with him. Uh, super cool guy. Um, he was mainly just talking about um, the struggle with uh, him trying to uh, get his U.S. citizenship and the whole situation um, with Turkey and how his, uh, he can't contact his family. Um, other Turkish players won't speak to him because uh, fears of getting their family involved with the Turkish government. Um, so it's just overall really poor um, situation. And he actually spoke on how certain teams, uh, he only had a handful of teams to pick from come free agency last season because the teams just didn't want to deal with that kind of situation. And oh, that's Celtics- interesting. Yeah, the Celtics really just came in. They said, "Listen, we don't care. We know what you we know what you bring to the table. Just grab us those boards and get us some buckets." And he loves Boston. He um, really thinks that they, as do I, that the Celtics have a legitimate chance of uh, making a run for the title this year. And overall, it was just a great experience. Yeah. Now, believe it or not, I actually ran in to Enos Cantor on the way out before that panel started, and um, he didn't flop. And so when that happened, I told him, I said, hey, if you can take that hit, hmm, I've seen what you've been doing on the court. And he just laughed. So I'm just going to tell you that right now. Enos Cantor, I don't want to see him flopping at all the rest of the year. Okay, you better not flop. But um, I, I agree with all your points when it comes to the Larry Bird, James Harden comparison um, with how many three-pointers. Uh, I think Larry Bird was 1.9, like you said, and, and James Harden was 10.3 a game. Uh, something up there. I mean, just ridiculous. And Maury said he knew that the entire time. It's just real funny panel. 
Um, I, I think you agree with me when we learned a lot of inside information from Kendrick per Perkins and Stephen A. Smith. Um, love to see that panel and and just hear a lot of NBA news and, and analytics breaking down as basketball analytics are kind of the next source of big basketball IQ and analytics um, for sports in general right after baseball. And so um, excited to have you a part of the team. I expect tons of sports breakdowns with you going forward with some of our, our upcoming news. Um, and I want to segue into what's going to be one of our main news segments, which is start or write the bench. But before I do that, um, I do have breaking news. The Utah Jazz Oklahoma City Thunder game has been called off. The officials have said they will not play that game tonight. Um, and so they will address that later on in the year. Don't know if that's going to be made up or not, or if there's enough time to make it up. What do you guys think about that? Is that just way too much? Or is I'm that just going to um, cancel the NBA season? So. <laughs> oh, you think the NBA season is over? Oh, my God. If there Dude, is. You... you go, Dre. You guys are panicking way too much, man. Fucking coronavirus is fake news. It's ridiculous. There's nothing going on. There's nothing going on here. Dude, it's supposed to be everything. It's supposed to be Asia's fault in China and Singapore and whatever. There's nothing. There's nothing. And there, that's live from Indonesia. There is nothing happening here. Nothing. <laughs> Dre, Dre Beavis and Butthead have all said today that coronavirus is a completely made up thing by the United States. Um, I, 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 I like Beavis, to, to say this. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean, Beavis and Butthead? What does that oh, mean? You, oh, you missed them. You weren't here. Oh, yeah. Beavis and Butthead were here for a segment. Yeah. Are you serious? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just move on to our segment. We're going to start with our newest segment, which is Start or Ride the Bench, where we talk about a story that is currently featured in the media today, and we are going to break down if we would start that story or we're going to make it ride the bench. So is this, going to, is this story going to continue or is it going to fizzle? Let's start with our first one. LeBron James is the NBA MVP. Let's go ahead and get your thoughts. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and ride the bench with that. I don't think LeBron is the clear-cut MVP currently right now. Let me go to you next, Paul. Uh, I mean, I'm going to start it just because the media is going to keep putting it out there. But uh, I agree with you. I still think it's uh, Giannis. Miles? I'm going to start it because the thing is, when you look at last year, the Lakers were doing incredibly well. I think they were even up to second in the West at one point last year. So remember, no AD. We're talking Brandon Ingram Lonzo, who was probably still hurt. Uh, but they were doing really well with LeBron. And then as soon as that groin injury comes around, the Lakers fall off, and they become the bottom team in the West. And then when he comes back, still they're not great, but you know their season was already a lost cause at this point. You look at this year; now they have Anthony Davis, and LeBron has really been captaining this team. He's sort of been doing as much as he can. And the MVP award isn't just about play, and it's more about how players can, how important a player is to a team. And when you look at Giannis, when he was gone, the Bucks were still winning games. Once LeBron's gone, if he does get injured this season, I don't think we'd see the same thing. I don't think Anthony Davis is that good. Um, I mean, look at the Pelicans. Clearly, he wasn't. Uh, but him and LeBron have been great. But I just think LeBron is the life source of the Lakers. And Giannis kind of is, but they can win without him. So I don't know what's going on there. I would give it to LeBron at this point solely because he's more important to the team. Chris, what do you think about that? You, you start in this story, you were making it right the bench. 
Well, first of all, Anthony Davis, not that great of a player. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we are starting off with the freezing cold takes out here. That is an MVP candidate. <laughs> no, okay. oh my I goodness. I mean, like, I didn't mean he's a bad player. I mean, he's just fifth in the ladder. He's not someone who you can ride a whole team with. That's that's actually true, but he's not garbage, and we all know that. We all no. know that. Anthony yeah, Davis we, is a great player, I, but look at the I Pelicans. Agree, the Pelicans I agree, haven't I agree. done anything with just Anthony Davis. LeBron took the Cavs with nobody to the playoffs, and fucking even with without Kyrie Irving, LeBron still took the Cavs to the finals. So overall, throughout LeBron's career, he's always been the one player on a team that you need. And that is what an MVP is, really. Anthony Davis with the Pelicans has never made the playoffs, I don't think. so. He uh, made it the yeah. the one year with uh, Drew Holiday making the jump into Marcus Cousins. Unfortunately, Boogie went down with that injury, and uh, they got oh, bounced. Yeah. But um, anyways, I'm, I'm making it ride the bench. Um, Giannis, to me, uh, is the MVP solely because he's been putting up these absurd numbers and we have to remember that the dude doesn't really play fourth quarters because he gets such a big lead with the Bucks when he's on the floor that they don't need to play him at all, like, as the closing games. And uh, to your point about you need LeBron for that team to be a playoff team, um, I agree with this specific Lakers team because I just don't think that they have the depth um, to make the playoffs if Anthony Davis was their number one. But... In comparison, Giannis's second man is Chris Middleton, and there's no way in any universe that Chris Middleton is going to be on an MVP ladder. And Anthony Davis is number five right now. Anthony Davis is an All NBA talent, and Chris Middleton, I think, is on that star uh, tier, the lower star tier. But um, I think without Giannis, that team doesn't do much. They're a low, maybe out of the playoffs team, especially in the East, which is weaker than the West. Um, so I think it's Giannis. Now, Dre, I'm going to go to you next before I chime in because Chris has some takes I need to talk about. So, Dre, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you going to go with LeBron as the MVP or are you sitting that story? I don't, I don't know what you guys are smoking, but <laughs> AD, LeBron's not the MVP. AD's not the MVP. Giannis is not the MVP. Uh-oh. It's Mr. Tatum. Oh, oh my MVP, gosh. Baby. <laughs> Book it. Book it in capital letters. No, Book never it. mind. I'm sorry. Book I it. I All right. I don't have to say anything else. <laughs> okay. Okay, then let me talk. Uh, Chris, I, I, let me just kind of chime in with you. Let me get, let me pick your brain. So you said, um, you didn't have to leave, Dre. You said uh, uh, Anthony Davis is better than Chris Middleton. I completely agree with that. Um, you take Kuzma over uh, Middleton. I don't take Kuzma over Middleton uh, specifically just because of the roles they play. Um, Kuzma's kind of struggled with his role, and he's been kind of – he's come off the bench at some points. Um, I'm not really exactly sure where they uh, – how the organization views Kuzma right now, but you can tell it's kind of affecting his play, just trying to fit in. But Middleton has reached his peak in his role. So I take Middleton over Kuzma. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't want to run through all these. It'll take the whole, the whole hour that we're really trying to a lot. So uh, I would just put it like this. I think if you take Giannis' supporting cast and you compare it to LeBron's age being the factor here, 
get get away from the names because you could say JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Danny Green. You're saying, okay, well, there are some pretty playoff experienced players, or that's true. But um, Bledsoe, Robin Lopez, um, his supporting cast in Milwaukee is definitely deeper and and much more supportive than what LeBron has in LA. And and then LeBron at 35, I am going to put his age in it. Um, and I, I was telling this to a different podcast. If you put a, a 1.2 times multiplier to LeBron stats because of age, and as you get older, you change multipliers because of age, and you look at it from an analytics standpoint, LeBron's doing astronomical things. Um, I'd like to see what Giannis looks like when he's 35 and if what, what he's doing at the age of 35 uh, to make any sort of comparison between the two realistically. Um, but right now, I think LeBron knows how to play the season, and he played the season to where... I'm going to make big wins happen at the right moments when people are looking at who the MVP is and he's doing it. I think he's just playing the politics of NBA. It's sort of like what Giannis did with Harden last year, my opinion. So um, let, let's talk, let's go to our second round, uh, uh, second, I'm sorry, in a second round, but our second starter right the bench. We're going to zoom through these. Uh, Giannis wins the championship or he's leaving Milwaukee. I'll start with you on this one, Miles. I'm sorry, what? I was caught up on the Twitter chat. <laughs> That's okay. Giannis wins a championship or he leaves. Um, I mean, we I think we discussed this earlier in that in the blue collar media group. And my stance on this is that no, he's not gonna leave. He's he I think when you look at someone like let's say Kobe Bryant, who yes won championships with the Lakers, but even after all that, he still had doubts of staying with the Lakers and there was just so many things that he loved about LA that just didn't allow him to leave. And he stayed even though those hard times. So I think that Giannis probably will build off that model mentality of just, even though it's a bit of a different situation because he doesn't have those championships, he still has success in Milwaukee. Don't forget he's an MVP and Milwaukee is constantly in the playoffs now because of him. And they're building this team around him. This is Giannis's team. This is not Mike Budenholzer's team. This is not Chris Middleton's team. This is not his team. This is all for him. So no, I think he's loyal to the soil. And I think that even without a championship, Giannis re-ups with Milwaukee. But I think that that's only for such a long time because eventually he will want to go ring chasing. But for the time being, I believe that he's going to have that mentality of just the city loves him. The team loves him. He loves the city. He loves the team as well. It, it goes back and forth. So why would he leave even without a championship yet? So while he's an MVP can, candidate, you're saying he stays? Yes. Okay. All right, Paul, what about you? No, you know, we've, I've been beating this drum for about three weeks now, Ernest. I, I, I feel like, you know, if he does, if they don't get to the finals, and I mean, even if they get to the finals, they can't get swept or a gentleman sweep. Um, I think either way, I think he would be gone. Yeah, I think if it's not a six or seven game series, I think he's gone too. So I am going to start this story. Chris, going to you. What do you think? Um, well, I've been kind of bouncing back and forth with this one as the season has uh, progressed. But uh, I'm going to say that he's not going to leave Milwaukee. Um, especially if the Bucks end up winning uh, 65, 70 games. It's just because they have built that team so beautifully, specifically around him. Like you sub him out with any other superstar, I think besides LeBron, that team doesn't work out nearly as well as it does with Giannis, just because uh, Giannis is such a, a dominant inside presence. Um, but I will say this, great minds think alike. And uh, 
Jimmy Butler in Miami has that similar mindset as uh, Giannis. And uh, Miami's a great marketplace to build your brand. So if he doesn't stick with Milwaukee, that's where I'm booking him. Got it. Yeah, I've got a lot of hot takes, and we're definitely going to have our NBA segment in a future episode. Let's take our let's take our third story that we're going to run with here. There should be more than five positions acknowledged in the NBA, and I'm going to start with you on this one, Chris. Um, I don't I don't really buy that. Um, simply because uh, there's always been hybrids throughout the entire history of the NBA, but um, they've they've stuck with the same five positions uh the entirety of this league um i think it also uh keeping the same positions uh highlights uh kind of just this uh, unique skill set um of certain players so like i remember a couple years ago it was uh bad to be a tweener you know a, a small big or like a not as mobile guard but now it's like the guards um, are getting taller and the bigs are getting smaller. So um, it's just an interesting time in the league, man. Yeah, I completely agree. Paul, what's your take on this? Do you believe there should be more than five positions at knowledge in the end? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to start it. Um, you know, we're seeing it now. Um, the Warriors pretty much ushered this era in where, you know, we, we don't have a, you know, your standard two or your three or four um, the five's almost a completely forgotten position. Um, you know, everybody's looking for, you know, a stretch four. you know, it, it, I, I, there, it's just grown way beyond the standard five positions. So I'll start it. All right. What about you, Miles? You, you believe it should be almost a positionless system more than five positions? Uh, kind of, I think that you've got your point guard, you've got your shooting guard, you got your forwards, you got your center, et cetera. You've got what you have unlimited sources of is builds, your hybrids, your just you could be a small forward, you can be a shooter, you can be a small forward, you can be a defender, you can be a small forward, you can be a drive into the paint and dunk kind of guy. It's positionless in the sense that there's no real requirements for a position. Hell, you could be 6'5 and be playing center, as we see with P.J. Tucker, which, yes, does not work out very good. But essentially, there's no qualifications to play a position. You just need to know that that's sort of what you're labeled as, but you can be a center that does everything. You can be a power forward that does everything. So, yeah, kind of positionless, but there's, you're still labeled as whatever. But you, it just depends on how you're built. Like, let's say, um, take, for example, Doncic. I would say Doncic is like a facilitating shooting guard, whereas you switch to another shooting guard like Clay Thompson, that's a shooting shooting guard. <laughs> so yeah, it's just you know the positions, yes, but different builds at every position. Yeah, I read. I we I was at the uh, sports analytics conference, and Chris might have seen this, but there was a research paper that featured um, nine positions that represented the NBA uh, a little bit uh, more, and uh, when it comes to uh, that, that study, it represented 98% of players instead of the five positions that only represent about 23% of players. And if you watched our live podcast this past uh, Saturday, or if you caught it on Monday, uh, we talked about that more in depth. So I'm definitely going to start this. Let's do our last starter right at the bench. I'm going to start with you, Miles. 
Creighton is a dark horse in the top 10 college basketball rankings. Yeah. Coming out of left field, what do you think, bud? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Miles not a Creighton fan. What about you, Paul? What do you think? Absolutely. The Blue Jays can score the basketball, boys. That's all. Uh, in, in March, that's what matters. Um, you know, I definitely will start that. Uh, I, like the J- I like the Blue Jays a lot. Awesome. Chris, what do you think about the Creighton Blue Jays? Uh, I'm going to ride the bench on this one. I just don't think that they have uh, the seasoned um, system that can go far. Oh, I, I love an underdog story, so I am definitely starting that segment. Um, and, and, that, and that feature story, Creighton, Dark Horse to win the championship all the way. No fans. Give Creighton all day a chance. They're used to playing with no fans. All right, so we're going to end that segment there. We're going to start round two, which is our pick em segment. And if you are the betting person, you're going to want to hear these picks. We got the pick em champion with us. We've got newcomer Chris, and you, of course, got Paul and I. So it's going to be fun. We'll be back in, right after this commercial break. Round two, weekly pick them and game outlooks. We are back for round two, and it's our pick them segment with XFL pick them and NBA picks coming right at you. We are going to start with the XFL, where we have the Houston Roughnecks with a six and a half point favorite over the New York Guardians traveling to New York. Uh, we don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands. New York is pretty big about keeping the, the fans in the seats. So guessing it's going to be a regular game for them. I'm going to start with you, Paul. How do you feel about MVP J Walker on the road against those guardians? Yeah. Give me PJ Walker up there. Um, you know, he's obviously, um, the best player in the XFL right now. So, uh, I'll take him on the road. I, I, I'll lay the, I'll lay the touchdown. Yep. I am going to do the same. I'm taking Houston to win by at least a touchdown. This might be a two-score game. Chris, how do you feel about Houston? I got Houston winning in this also. They're riding the momentum from that Week 5 win against the Sea Dragons, and I just think that they got the tools. Perfect. Now, um, I don't think Miles is back yet from the... I am back. Miles is back. Okay, Miles, yeah. pick him, champ. Tell us, who is winning, Houston or New York? And who do you have covering the spread? I don't know. I have not been very on fire with XFL and NBA recently, but I think <laughs> I've kind of gone the grip uh, with this XFL and sort of what's going on. Uh, it just kind of you got to look at the matchups a lot deeper with the XFL. Like the Guardians were going to take down Dallas simply because Dallas is low power on offense, and New York can easily stomp them with their defense. Uh, but it was just a good surprise to see their offense come out and play so well. I love Louis Perez. Don't forget, with the Birmingham Iron and the AAF, he was on fire. He even got an NFL contract out of that. So I love the way they're going with that. But a upset over Houston is a bit of a stretch, especially with the way P.J. Walker has been playing. But, you know, he's thrown a couple picks in the past two weeks. So that could be a bit of a concern, especially if New York's defense can capitalize. I think it will be enough to keep it close. So I'll take Houston, but I'll take New York to cover. Okay, so taking Houston, but not with the spread. I'm going to switch to the next game. St. Louis going to Tampa Bay. St. Louis, three-point favorites on the road. Another road team favorite, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I like the way they play at home. I love the way they played Houston at home. It was a close game. They were very competitive. They scored on offense. I'm taking Tampa Bay for the upset. This is my upset pick of the week. Let me go to you next, Miles. Who do you have in this game? 
Yeah, I, I tuned into that LA Tampa game because uh, you know at the second at the start of the second half I saw that score and it just went up even more and LA still somehow got out of that. So Tampa's offense is back, or I guess it's <laughs> finally arrived more or less. Uh, but St. Louis coming off a down week, I think that this is just an unfair matchup for St. Louis. They can absolutely take advantage of this Tampa Bay defense. It's not good. You let the LA Wildcats score 41 on you, and their offense is probably the worst in the league. Jordan Tiamau is going to have a field day. And not even that, got to think Christine Michael also is going to have a big week. And uh, Matt Jones, the other running back there. I like all three of those guys would have huge weeks. So St. Louis all the way, end with the points. Chris, how do you feel about this one? I got a St. Louis as well. St. Louis just overall in the season, a 20-point differential in their favor. Meanwhile, the Vipers minus 17. Uh, I'm just going to go with the safe pick here and say the Battle Hawks. Perfect. Paul, how are you feeling about this game? Give me Jordan. Give me Jordan and the boys uh, bounce back this week. Uh, uh, I, I like what Tampa Bay is doing, but... Um, I just feel like St. Louis is the more complete team. I'll take them with the points. I'm telling you, everybody listening, this is like my Wildcats pick. I'm telling you right now, don't discount those Tampa Bay Vipers. All right, so Dallas going on the road against the D.C. Defenders. Four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Let me start with uh, Chris on this one. Who do you have in this game? I actually have the uh, Defenders going over the Renegades here. Um. Sorry about that. My mic's being uh, kind of difficult with me. Hang on just a second. No worries. While Chris figures that out, let me go to you, Miles. Who do you have in this? Um, You know what? These two teams are really starting to confuse me because the past two weeks, Dallas has looked really – not really good, but aside from their quarterback situation, really good. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, DC has looked like hot garbage, but that switch at QB for DC might be their sort of saving grace. Um, the only thing is, is the Renegades' defense is nothing special. I mean, they allowed New York to score thirty on them. They allowed Houston to drop twenty-seven on them. Uh, I mean, the first two weeks they weren't too bad, but just overall, I don't really believe in them that much. So I think Tyree Jackson could have a really good week. And much like uh, Jordan Tiamau, I love Tyree Jackson when he came out of Buffalo. He's a 6'8 guy who can scramble. Now just think of that. Think of a 6'8 guy who is just running at you at full speed. That's a little bit scary, especially for a quarterback who has a big arm. So I like him to sort of maybe take over D.C. with Cardello Jones' inconsistent play, probably making him lose that starting job. Uh, what's the spread on this? Four and a half. I'll say DC covers that with Tyree Jackson at quarterback. Perfect. I am taking the defenders to cover that as well. Four and a half. I do think the general Steve Reiser has graced us with his presence. Thank you, sir, for joining us. How are you doing today, Steve? Muted. (laughs) Dead. Dead. Well, Steve, you sorry, sorry. I didn't, I didn't. Last night when I was on with you guys and I didn't figure out how to unmute. <laughs> Welcome back. I told Steve. you there'd be a buddy? problem. <laughs> oh, good. How are you guys doing? 
doing great. We are just in the middle of our XFL picks. Let us finish those, and you can jump right into us with the with NBA picks. We're on the last game. Uh, Paul, you're gonna give us your defenders and renegades pick. Yeah, my boys, they've they've been struggling. Uh, the defenders have been struggling bad. Made the switch of quarterback. Um, I like the under game. Um, you know, uh, Dallas is very conservative, so uh, I'd like the under more. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the DC to cover it him. All right, and the last XFL game, the Wildcats, two and a half point favorites on the road, going to the Seattle Dragons. I usually call them the Seattle Lizards, but we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it very uh, uh calm today because they don't have any fans cheering for them this week. So we were we're not going to make fun of them too much. The Wildcats two and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Wildcats on the road to cover that spread. Not worried about a field goal. How do you feel about that, Paul? Exactly the same as you do. Um, the no fans in the stands is uh e- even bigger there in Seattle. Um, they were drawing pretty well. So uh, LA. You miles, you have the Wildcats winning on the road. Now, I mean, I played high school football for a school that did not give a shit about football, and seeing no one in the stands really—it's it weird. It's—it yeah. it, doesn't—it's—it's it's weird. It hurts. It's weird. Seattle's gonna go out there as a quote-unquote professional team, playing in a quote-unquote professional league with zero fans in the stands. That's going to be weird. It's going to throw off both teams for sure. But as the home team, that's got to be a little more concerning because <coughs> you, that home field advantage is the, the fans making that noise, getting into the other team's head. You know, maybe they are so loud that they quarterback can't even deliver the audible to the team. It's important. And now you lose that advantage. This is almost a neutral site game aside from the fact that LA has to travel and Seattle doesn't have to. So, honestly, you take that away, and LA coming off a super hot weeks, Week 5 victory over Tampa Bay, putting up 41 points, I like LA to take this one home. Perfect. Chris, I'm going to come back to you as well for the Defenders and the Wildcats picks. What do you got for us? Uh, yeah, so um, I was talking about how I got the Defenders over the Renegades. Um, I just feel like the defenders um, overall just have a more trustworthy uh, defense than the Renegades. So that's the reason I'm uh, taking the defenders over the Renegades. And for the last game, um, like we've all talked about, the uh, home field advantage being uh, kind of neutralized. It's going to throw a lot of professional teams off in all of these leagues that are um, taking these precautions. Um But like we said, the Wildcats, um, as the road team, kind of expecting um, less of the fan support. So I think they'll be able to pull this one out. And I have some breaking news here coming on into the lab. You know how breaking news on any segment I'm on. But Tom Hanks has Corona confirming online. Uh, Not as big of a breaking news factor, but I just wanted to step that right in there before we transition to the NBA. You heard it here first, folks. So if the coronavirus comes, kills Tom Cruise, I will kill the coronavirus. I mean, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Either one. Either one of them. I will kill the coronavirus if it does that. Anybody. We out here protecting. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's, ter- that's terrible. That's, yeah, that's, terrible that's, that's not good. Oh, man, what is my fucking on a podcast? <laughs> Sorry about Dude. that, guys. But let's go to the NBA, which we love to discuss, and let's break down this <clears> speed <throat> round. 
and fire round segment with this pick We're going to start in Milwaukee with two conference games. And again, we think right now that all these games are going to be played. Who knows? They may cancel the rest of the NBA season or postpone it from what I'm hearing. When there's a lot of smoke, there could be fire. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But Boston going to Milwaukee, potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup. Uh, I'm going to start this off with the late comer. Steve Reisner, do you have Boston pulling that upset on the road? Yes, I do. Because I, I, I don't want to be all biased. Milwaukee's a great team. I know Giannis was playing with something to prove right now. Uh, is, he, is he playing? Do we know that for sure? This was a scheduled, uh, this was a scheduled game for his comeback. So oh, this was, okay. This is uh, okay. the one on the calendar. Yep. Yeah, I, do, I, I, I just I can't pick against my guys, and I know the Celtics are rolling right now. They, they have something to prove right now themselves. So I'm going to take the Celtics to close it out uh, on the road. Perfect. Miles, going to you next, Boston or Milwaukee? Boston really needs to get some of these wins over uh, Milwaukee and Toronto and sort of hopefully at least climb up to that second seed in the East. Um, like Steve said, they're rolling recently. I love it. Steve loves it. Sure, Chris loves it. Uh, we all love it. So, uh, I mean, the only thing is that concerns me is um, – Whenever you see a guy come back, for some reason, they always end up dropping like 30, 40, 50 points, something ridiculous like that. So I'm just afraid that Giannis might have a bit of a takeover game. Uh, But even if he doesn't, I think Boston pulls this one out. Perfect. Paul? Yeah, I'm going to ride the Boston train too. Um, But I I agree with Miles. Uh, You know, Giannis could just have a monster and take over the game and – you know, win it by himself there. But uh, Boston really needs to establish themselves as, like, this is going to be a dogfight in the East with them. So I'll take Boston here. Perfect. I am taking Milwaukee. I think Giannis has a lot more to prove to show that he can beat the top contenders in the East and that he's a lock for the finals. Um, I think reestablishing himself as a frontrunner MVP candidate, I worry about what Miles is saying too. They come back from injury, all of a sudden they're gods for a game or two, and then they come back to reality. And so I'm taking Giannis with the rest. Um, Chris, how do you see this, Milwaukee or Boston? I'm taking Boston on this one. Um, Just uh, after that last matchup with Milwaukee, unfortunately Boston uh, came up just a little bit short. But since then, Tatum has made an absurd jump um, one that people were, were kind of expecting at the beginning of the season. He kind of struggled around there. Um, but I think uh, with Tatum's ascension, uh, Kemba coming back, um, them kind of working it out as a one-two punch, I think that they'll uh, make some noise. Perfect. I have another breaking news alert. I'm sorry about this, guys. But all travel from Europe to the United States has been banned, according to President Trump. So if you are in Europe, Holy you're not allowed to travel fuck. to the United States going forward due to the coronavirus. And the funniest tweet so far for coronavirus, OJ Simpson has posted a picture of him in his Bronco driving away from the police saying trying to stay away from that coronavirus. I think that's the best tweet about coronavirus so far. So we'll keep you updated throughout our Pick'em segment. But let's move on to tomorrow night's featured game, which is Houston and L.A. Houston uh, going into L.A., kind of riding a decline, but picking up. Uh, comeback win against the Timberwolves last night. Um, L.A. losing to the Nets, so either team not playing top-line basketball. Um, let me go ahead and start off. Well, I'll just start off with me because you all know I'm going to pick Houston in this game. So I'm going Houston in this game because when they play against great teams, uh, they tend to play 
much higher and at, at the same level as those great teams. But of course, against terrible teams, like I've stated on multiple shows, they have a, a better record against better teams than they do against worse teams, which is terrible. So let me go over to Chris next. Who do you have in this Houston LA matchup in LA? I got the Lakers. Uh, sorry, Ernest, but um, okay. I just think the Lakers have too many physical bigs that can really control the boards. We've seen um, Rocket squeak by the Celtics a couple of times, but um, our bigs kind of struggle. But I feel like the Lakers have much more consistent bigs that can really control the glass. And um, it's really good coin flip whenever uh, you're betting on Westbrook and Harden. Perfect. What about you, Steve? Who do you have in this Houston LA matchup? Uh, yeah, I got pretty much everything Chris just said. I I, I am gonna take L.A. Uh, I I L.A. L.A. can beat up on Houston when it comes down to those matchups, and it's it's winning time now for every team. So I I expect L.A. to try to close out the season strong, as much as it fucking pains me to say that. Perfect, Miles. How about you? I'm so, so sorry, Ernest, but your little tiny PJ Walker at center position is going to get probably his entire career ended in this game, so L.A. by a fucking moonshot. All right, and I'm, I'm hoping PJ Walker's playing on the floor. How about you, Paul? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the Lakers, too, but uh, just a little something to throw in there I've seen today about A.D., AD's averaging 2.7 points in the fourth quarter all year. That <laughs> 2.7. So, you know what I mean? When we're talking about AD being able to carry somebody, that, you know, that speaks volumes. But I, I'm going to stick with the Lakers here just because they've been rolling against these top teams. And uh, I think they want to say, you know, hey, we're the best in the West. So let's presume that Utah doesn't have to put their whole team in quarantine as Emmanuel Moutier and. Rudy Gobert getting tested right now at a local hospital uh, there in Oklahoma City. But Utah hosts the Pelicans on Friday. And uh, that's going to be a really good game if that game is actually played. Uh, let me start with you, Miles. Do you, who do you have in this uh, big matchup uh, where the Pelicans are starving for the win? Oklahoma and the Pelicans? No, the Pelicans and the Jazz. Pelicans and the Jazz, okay. Ah. Zion, Zion is very, very good at basketball. Let's put it plain and simple. This guy is a fucking beast, and he's going to be dominating the NBA for as long as he's playing, probably. Kind of like, I think he's, if anything, he's the closest thing to a second coming of LeBron, as we'll get. Um, but I don't think that with the way Oklahoma, or sorry, Utah's been playing, um, that Zion can really win this game on his own. Thankfully... He has a good team to back him up. Lonzo's been playing really good since the All-Star break. Um, I think him and Tatum and uh, I forget the other name, but uh, sort of that collection of guys have just been really good since the All-Star break. So you got Lonzo. Brandon Ingram has had a really, really good season. He's really resurged. He's been a scoring threat. So him, Ingram, Zion, Drew Holiday is always amazing. He's, I'd say he's still the best player on the team because, you know, because just considering the small sample size of Zion, I would trust Drew much more than I trust Zion right now. But that whole team, that starting lineup is great. And if they had that all year, completely healthy, we'd be looking at a totally different Pelicans record right now. Just with the way Utah has been playing. Is it in Utah? It is in Utah. Plus that, the way they've been playing, pretty damn good. Kept it close to the Raptors. Couldn't quite pull it out, but kept it close. 
I just like Utah to take this game out because they have the good defense. They win at home and they can score and they can shoot really fucking good. Even if they don't shoot a lot, when they shoot, they make it. I'll put it that way. Okay. Paul, what about you? Well, if they, those two guys are getting tested. Like they're, they're quarantined for 14 days, correct? The whole team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's just say just theoretically that just those two are out. Um, that, that gives a lot of room to Zion down there. Um, I, I'll take I'll take Utah because they are a great home team, but if it, if these guys are out, um, I like the Pelicans. I'm going to take Utah at home as well. Uh, 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 breaking news: Utah Jazz All Star Rudy Gobert has tested positive for the coronavirus. Are you sure that's true? Though I thought it took eight that's hours. From, to- that's from Shams. Wow, and he touched every microphone and he was touching all as a joke that that just shows I, that you can't be a fucking idiot <laughs> the league the, the league the league may end up that is a literal definition of a tough scene I mean, yeah that's down they're gonna have all right to. so uh no jazz game i guess yeah that's there's gonna be no jazz game so, so well, let's just... uh but since that came before my pick i'm gonna pick the pelicans to win <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'm guessing you're going Pelicans as well. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Pelicans. Um, <laughs> specifically, uh, based off the reason that uh, Gobert will They're not forf- play, and and more than likely they will be forfeiting the next 14 days of games. Um, but let, let's just say I, I doubt they're going to cancel tomorrow night's games. I think that'll be the last night is tomorrow night's games. I think they have, you have to see those matchups. Um, let's, let's just, uh, run down this list and let's zoom through this because there may not be NBA games even watch this weekend. Let's talk about Brooklyn visiting the Clippers on Friday night as well. Oh, that's going to be a fantastic <coughs> game. Um, Deandre Jordan returns against his former team. Um, how do you guys feel about, uh, this game? I'll start with you, Steve. Do you have Brooklyn pulling upset against LA? No, 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 not with it. For one, they even Brooklyn had a decent team this year without Kyrie and KD, and then they went and fucked that up and fired their coach. So no, I I see I see Brooklyn look like shit this weekend. To be honest with you. All right, and what about you, Chris? Yeah, I got the Clippers. Um, you know, I'm a huge um, opposite uh, opposing. Uh, person to the firing of Kenny Atkinson. I think he was a integral part of last year's Brooklyn culture, but obviously you bring in those two superstars, Katie and Kyrie, and you kind of have to cater the culture to them more. Um, but this team just doesn't have an identity right now. They're kind of scrambling um, with the firing of Atkinson. They're kind of trying to figure things out. And I think the Clippers are in win now mode. They're trying to uh, make a statement ending up this season. I'm taking the Clippers as well. That team's borderline unbeatable uh, at this point with the type of basketball they're playing. Paul, what about you? The Clips, for sure. Um, I called it a couple weeks ago. I've been riding it in most of these podcasts. I just think that they're a deep team, and uh, they're going to be real trouble. Paul, let me go. Um, I'm sorry, Miles, let me go and go over to you. Oh, fuck, my mic went on mute. What's the game? <laughs> Uh, Clippers hosting the Nets. I feel like the Nets might upset this game. Is it in LA? It's in LA. Uh, maybe not so much. I'll take the Clippers. All right, Clippers. That's our first sweep pick altogether. 
Um, so that's wonderful. I'm sure it would have been a Pelican. But let's talk about Phoenix-Dallas. That's a Saturday game. That's the only Saturday game we're featuring. Uh, Phoenix on the road going to Dallas. Looks like Dallas is back to full health. Um, I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to take Dallas at home to win this game. Not really worried about Phoenix on the road. Uh, Paul, what about you? Same exact feelings. Uh, the Mavs should handle them at home. Chris? Don't sleep on Aaron Baines. No, I'm just kidding. I got the <laughs> Mavericks uh, pulling out this win simply because who's going to guard Doncic? There's nobody yeah. on the Phoenix Suns that can even contain that man. So looking for uh, Doncic and Porzingis to run wild. Yeah, second coming of James Harden. Nobody can stop it. Steve, what about you? I've got a Steve still, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, I was I was muted. I um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Mavs, just like he said. Uh, it, no one can guard Doncic. Perfect. What about you, Miles? Ooh, Doncic versus Devin Booker. Hmm. Wonder how that's gonna turn out. Uh, yeah, Dallas probably wins by fifty. Perfect. Now we're going to do a fast five here. I'm going to list the matchup. You're going to give me your... Uh, we should just stop now. The NBA has suspended its season. Per shams. Has it really? Yep. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and just stop that segment there. So breaking news is... And go ahead and repeat it. Uh, per shams, a very reliable the NBA. The NBA will now suspend its season coronavirus, and uh, I'm going to judge that that was basically just off of the whole Rudy Gobert news and him being a dumbass. So the NBA season is no longer. I don't know if that means that it will resume later or if it's just canceled for now, uh, like sort of maybe like a lockout. But I guess we'll get more information as time goes on. But as of right now, no more basketball. I will tell you this: the Rockets now have way more time to play more basketball together. Your league is fucked when that season starts again. Just saying. All right, so let's go ahead and end our pick'em segment with that wonderful news, and we'll go right into round three, which is just going to be a list of some news coming up, uh, as well as where you will find into the lab in the future. We'll be back after this ad. Round three: What's cooking in the lab? Round three is just some news and, and into the lab hitting the road. So with the NFL draft still currently listed as happening in Las Vegas, we will be reporting live and on scene into the lab. We'll be featured there, uh, part of the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. And so we'll be on the road reporting from the NFL draft live. Now, if that news changes, we'll, we'll definitely announce that on our next podcast. Um, if we, if we've been canceled or if we'll still attend, usually we would attend because of the NBA playoff, but that has been suspended as well. So we will have to see what happens. Sports world maybe coming to a huge halt very soon in May. We'll be back on the road for playoff primetime action against that may be subject to change at this point. And then in June, we would be venturing to Seattle to watch the baseball game between the Astros and the Mariners. But again, if fans are suspended in Seattle, there's really no point for that one other than to tailgate and get some hot takes as to why the Astros suck. So we will not be um, following up on this until we get some more Corona news updates. So into the lab, halted as well as the sporting world going forward. But let me go ahead and, and end our segment and talk about the end of uh, what we bring to the table here. I'd like to thank Chris for joining us. Welcome on your debut podcast, um, Little Unorthodox. Orthodox with the coronavirus and Beavis and Butthead, but we appreciate you being with us and writing through this segment. Uh, Steve for joining us, as well as our regulars, Paul and Miles, 
for bringing their fantastic takes. Now, you out there, you may have the voice, you may have your podcast already, you may have the talent, but we invite all other media members, large or small, or sports podcasts that are already established to join us on Into the Lab. Part of our mission on the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network is to debate, share hot takes, and do what we love the most, talk sports. Hard work, strong takes, and entertainment to your ears, the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. With our mothership acknowledge, we appreciate all of your support. Hashtag ELM equals every listen matters. We want our show to continue and be part of your Thursday morning going forward. So listen to our episodes, share on social platforms, leave a review and promote to others as well. We only grow as your support does. I've mentioned everybody else. I was your host, Ernest Silva. And on behalf of everyone this morning, hope your favorite teams continue to play. And we have some seasons to talk about going forward. Have a great day, everybody. Holy shit, boys. It's fucked. It's so fucked. <laughs> wow. I can't. I swear to God, if the draft gets canceled or something, if fuck, if baseball gets canceled, if hockey gets canceled. I mean, you already know it's that's where that's the way we're heading. That's, that's what exactly where we're heading. I mean, you've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.